Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com. It is March 17th, 2021. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. NXT AEW review. We've got a full week. We interviewed the winner of the AEW main event tonight, Thunder Rosa on Fightful. Uh, She has Mission Pro Wrestling this week and NWA back for the attack. We have coverage of that on Sunday. But uh, check out that interview. We got Fastlane on Sunday. But tonight... We have AEW Dynamite. We have NXT. I want to go ahead and encourage you guys, leave that thumbs up, subscribe, tap that bell for notifications. We had one of our best super chat days ever on Listen Your Boy. And also, this guy, Joel Pearl, was somehow awarded the Fightful Championship by Jimmy Van. Gross. Go watch that show. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. We broke news about why Charlie Caruso has been off TV, about the WWE trademark uh, rejections, about a giant tag team match that's going to happen WrestleMania weekend. But we're here to talk AEW and NXT. Get those super chats in. I know you all got that stimulus. That's right. Shower <laughs> us. Irresponsibly spend your money to talk about wrestling. Please. We got salaries to pay. We got Alex Pawlowski here. Alex, how you doing? Uh, I'm 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 doing pretty good. Um, I I forgot my oversized uh, shamrock glasses for tonight. Had them all put out aside, and they're upstairs, and that that really bums me out because I wanted to celebrate. Uh, you know the uh, the St. Patrick's Day massacre we just witnessed on uh, AEW. Holy crap! It was incredible. I cannot wait to talk about it. I kept hearing good things all week. And there, it's one of those things where if I hear about it so much, I'm like, can it possibly live up to what I've been told? Robert, it exceeded what I was told. This was this was revolutionary for women on televised pro wrestling here. As it stands, there's a lot of matches in modern women's wrestling that will belong to WWE. There's Hell in a Cells, there's WrestleManias. This was the TV match 
for women's wrestling in North America. I know that people think, ah, you guys put over AEW too much. That match was flawless. And the only thing missing from that match was the women's championship. Yes. And it should have been for the women's championship. But at the same time, I don't think you can have a lights out match for the championship, can you? No, they say it doesn't count, but you know, it counts in here. (laughs) Yes. Um, Boy, I can't wait to get to that moment, guys. We are going to collect your super chats. Um, somebody says they, they think our sound's off. If uh, if you post stuff in there, make, make sure it's off. Don't Make sure you check your own stuff because that's very confusing to us. If, if you kind of send that in and we don't, we, we don't have a way to check levels on StreamYard or anything like that. Yeah. So check your own stuff. I think we're all right. Let's talk about this AEW show. Oh, my God. St. Patrick's Day Slam, it was called. And uh, all I can remember off the top of my head is MJF promo and and that main event. But let's go and get into it. Cody Rhodes, Pentagon Jr. We had Rob Reed saying, was not a fan of Cody no-selling Penta's arm breaker spot. I hate that. I loathe that. I watched, covered, loved Season one of Lucha Underground, where they got Pentagon's arm breaker over so much. I was like, him and Lesnar, please. Like, let's do him and Lesnar. He was, Alex, he was, he was the most protected wrestler in in North America at that yeah. point, I would yeah. argue. He was, he was booked as a god. Like, that, that, that move, the arm snap, was treated as like shoot him legit injuring his competition. Like it, like he was out of control. Like you couldn't stop it. And the thing was so horrible. It put him off out people out for months. Like it was a, it was a, 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 it was so protected and so honored. He broke people's arms with that. He didn't like hurt them a little bit. Like, no, no, no. That just go ahead. Go ahead, Robert. Yeah. It it really does hurt. The move, but uh, Cody is at a different level in AEW, and he's treated as such. And it's going to start turning into a little bit of a Triple H Reign of Terror kind of heat from the audience because they know why Cody doesn't sell these moves in an AEW ring, and it's because it's his ring. Yeah, that in. For all the the wins and losses that don't necessarily go in his favor, I just thought some stuff like that is ridiculous. I, I now I need to go back and rewatch that spot. It didn't like lots of stuff going on around the the, the top of hour number one. Needless to say, so I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. But just ugh, it's it's a groan worthy thing. Like, come on, man, come on, man. Daniel R says a new Quizlemania champion SRS. FTF, yes, thank you very much. I did win today. I'm the first time, five time. Go check it out. I did some pretty crazy stuff on that show. Cody ends up picking up the win. I don't have a problem with him picking up the win at all. I know a lot of people wanted Pentagon to win. I would have been fine with with Penta winning as well. Robert, how'd you feel? The only thing I have an issue with Cody winning is he can't challenge for that world title, and that needs to be addressed. They need to get Tony Khan to retcon that because... He needs to be in that world title picture. Yeah. Yeah. Not much more I can say than that. I, I do not like no, that no-selling spot. Completely loathe it. 
Uh, Jade Cargill beat Danny Jordan's ass real quick. This was good, quick <laughs> squash match. You get Danny Jordan in there. She's a good person to have in there. Uh, it shows that they trust her a lot. And boy, the the improvements that Danny Jordan has made over the last year or so, uh, physically in the ring, that that woman's working her ass off uh, from a character perspective, an in ring perspective, and just a doing work perspective. And Jade Cargill looks like a million bucks. Good God, she looks like a star. That release yeah. German suplex was nasty, followed by an immediate kip up. That was really cool. I'd like to see her use a different finisher. I've never liked the glam slam where yeah. they're up in the double chicken wing, then you bring them down, they stop, then you drop them. But Robert, what'd you think about her? I, I, third week in a row, quick squash. Love this. This needs to keep happening. I like that they have four hours of content elsewhere for developmental matches. You don't need it here. Keep it short and sweet, and they're doing it right. Yeah, uh, backstage we had uh, Alex Marvez trolling around. He's with the Young Bucks. They bring up that Pac and Ray Phoenix are the number one contenders, and they're interrupted by Don Callis. And there were some people who got all up in their feels on social media because I was like, another leg slap thing. Like I, I watched BTE. It was a very funny bit on BTE. I don't need an excuse to get Don Callis' shirt on TV. Like, it was very transparent what was going on here, Robert. Uh, I actually, I missed the light slap bit. I'm glad I did because... He pulled out a shirt and it said, don't slap your thigh when you kick. And I had people that say, said, oh, well, that's that's a rib on the Bucks. And I'm like, come on. Come on. <laughs> and and I'm all for on, the banter. I love it. It's a rib on 90% of the wrestling world today at this point. But... Don Callis' segments are groan-inducing. This one was okay because he admit he was a liar. They never actually hurt him. They never gave him a black eye. He said, where's the Young Bucks from New Japan? Which is great because people love New Japan references on other programming. And they continued this later on. Yes, they did. <laughs> uh, Rob Reed says, the surprise roll-up is the new newest defector from WWE to AEW. <laughs> and he says... Uh, Evan Wright says, big fan of PWG John Cena 2015 Cody. Oscutter Cutter, Destroyer, Vertebrager just needs a springboard stunner. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Keep those super chats in rolling. We have a bunch for that main event, and I'm very excited for us to get to it. Uh, but I was very excited about this MJF promo for what is called the pinnacle. <sighs> wow, Robert. Yeah, God. This is wrestling at its best because this is actually like pro wrestling good promo what i like about this it wasn't mjf saying we're the pinnacle and i'm calling us the pinnacle because we're better than you nope it was tully blanchard it's tully blanchard saying i started my career the best times of my career with the four horsemen now i am with the new best group because we're at the top of the mountain and that means we're the pinnacle and it's great love it and it's just so good it, it works they all look good together. They'll be in trios action next week. Maybe one step closer to a trios title. Everything about this is what is good. I spoke to Dax Harwood a couple years back, and it was very clear where they were going. It was not really a secret where those fellows were going to go. And I looked at MJF and I was like, I think you guys are probably going to make a lot of money with him. And he is like, God damn, I hope so. He's like, that's what I want to do. And you see little comments that they've made over the last year. I'm talking like since June, where Cash posted a tweet 
oh, that would be the pinnacle of wrestling. God damn, man. God damn. This is very, they've hit that sweet spot, that unique sweet spot where each one of these guys, I uniquely respect them and enjoy their work. Sean Spears too. Enjoy and respect the work, but I hate them. Oh, I want to see who kicks their ass. I want to see who beats them. Now, I don't want them to lose right now. I want them to be strong. I want them to be, I want them to surpass the inner circle. I want every bit of the shit that MJF talks to come true. Because in my mind, that's what makes you an effective heel. Not being a sniveling coward and just sneaking one out. Being able to talk all that shit and back it up. And his win-loss record has always backed it up. That's one of the effective things about him. This was an unbelievably good promo. Uh, And it's not unbelievably good. MJF cuts amazing promos all the damn time. And you can say that they're, they're lowest common denominator for some stuff. And they are. But then you can go over here and do this. He can handle both sides of the spectrum. Both ends of the spectrum here. That's versatility and that is important in wrestling. Rob Reed says a star-defining promo from MJF and star-defining match for Britt Baker. Now, what I want to happen here long-term, I want them to beat Inner Circle and Blood and Guts. I want them to get through whatever uh, Hangman's got going on with the Dark Order. I want everything to get out of the way. And then I want the Elite to reform and beat the crap out of these guys next year in a Blood and Guts match because they're so good that the elite need to come back together after two years apart to kick these guys' asses. Yeah, uh, this I think that's a it's a great setup, honestly. And Ryan B. James says, honestly, I thought every single promo tonight was great with MJS being the best of the night, but goddamn Pinnacle's a terrible stable name. I love it. I think it's yeah, a great I think I think it's I think it's at least at least it's good enough. There's some really bad ones we've had in the past. Also it's a, Pinnacle- it's a pretty good one. Pinnacle made some pretty good baseball cards when I was little, too. Yeah, so true. you suck on that one, Ryan B. Jam. I appreciate your super chat. Thank you very much. You're a great guy. Evan Wright says, ridiculously excited for FTR and Varsity Blondes to share the same ring again. Dante Martin and Spears add a nice element to that. I love the faction name, too. I think you mean, do you mean Top Flight? Varsity Blondes. Oh, okay, never mind. I see no, it's, it's only one of them. It's Dante Martin. Yes, yes. Uh, so, yeah, there, there's there's a lot good there. Uh, backstage, we see John Silver accepting the Darby Allen Open Challenge for next week. Evan Wright says, inject Darby versus Silver into my veins next week. This is outstanding. I am here for it. John Silver going sirloin beef sons of bitch on, on Darby Allen is something that's going to be really good, Robert. Yeah, it's going to be very good. I like that Darby was angry. He says, I've only defended this title three times. The crowd started to cheer like, yeah. And he said, no, no, that's a joke. And I need to get this on the right track. And I'm going to pay homage to Brody Lee by saying, I'll give the first shot to a Dark Order member. And of course, it's John Silver, because why wouldn't it be? Yeah, I thought this was a good idea. I thought it made a lot of sense. We have Matt Hardy, Private Party, and Butcher and Blade defeating Jurassic Express and Bear Country. Very excited to see Bear Country getting highlighted in this spot. They they got a good reaction at Revolution. They got a really good one, and that's promising. That's a good thing. I mean, some people either liked them in the moment or were pointing or were uh, just following Dark. But how would you feel about this match, Robert? Good. Uh, the right team won. 
there was some dissension with Marco maybe getting too big for his bridges, trying to constantly be the center of attention. Bear Country doesn't like that. I like Bear Country. I like Creator Pro. Creator Pro is creating a lot of good stars, especially for AEW. And this was good all around. Hell of a school they have there. Really good stuff. And I think Brian Myers is doing the best work of his career on Impact right now. Like, I have enjoyed the Cardona storyline of them feuding and Cardona showing up and being like, man, why, why, what's the problem? And Myers is like, I just got out of your shadow. I don't want to be in it anymore. So I'm going to kick the living shit out of you. I, I, I love it. I love this newfound confidence and glad to see so many stars emerging from there as well. Good brothers against John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Now, before this, we had another great Moxley and Eddie Kingston promo. Alex, uh, I know, I know these are your jam. I, I, I didn't want to see Moxley and Eddie Kingston getting world title shots anymore. They both got two. So put them in a tag team and sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it is the thing that I, that I, that I, I have a thing in WWE about here are two single stars that we're not going to push to singles titles. Let's put them in a tag team. I have a thing about that with WWE because usually it's out of the blue. This, we have an established friendship that goes back years. We had a we had a moment, very public moment, where they rekindled that friendship because one dude tried to save the life of the other dude. Now they're best friends again. This is perfect. And their chemistry on screen together could not be better. Like they like little inside jokes. They have that little weird little little baby uh, too sweet that they did to each other, kind of like underneath the camera. Like I I think these guys are so very good. So some of the great gags they had at the expense of the Good Brothers. I mean, it, it's just it's just so much fun. Uh, Rob Reed says the talking shop of mania jab was mm-hmm. amazing. Then we saw the match and they won. The thing that I really like, and again, people will say, well, why, why don't you criticize them if they do this? AEW has a better track record with tag teams, with putting them together. It's not a demotion if you're competing in the tag team division for AEW. It's important there. It is You you know that the booking is still cared for there, and they get a win over uh, the Good Brothers. This was really good. Man, Gallows is doing some of the best in-ring work of his career over the last year. He's doing really, really great stuff. Uh, Sacrifice. I believe it might have been you, Robert, that said it's one of those matches that shows you how good Carl Anderson is. Or maybe I'm just crediting you for something you didn't say whatsoever. I, I, I didn't, but I'll take it. Uh, you know what? <laughs> somebody somebody tweeted that, and I was like, man, you know what? That That's good stuff. Uh, afterwards, the good guys get beaten down, but the Bucks are like, hey, what gives, man? Aaron Stevens says, uh, has to be the Bucks turning heel and joining Kenny. I don't know. I I hope we get a swerve ski and they're all one big happy family. There was, I mean, like, be, good guys getting beaten down. Like, they were set to murder John Moxley. <laughs> they were going to pilmanize his brain. Um, and I, I just love that Kenny comes out. And like, all right, let's murder John Moxley. And the good brother's like, yeah, let's do it. And it took the young bucks coming out. Hey, guys, uh, maybe don't commit murder live on television. And yeah. Kenny's like, no, I'm going to do it. Because Moxley. I'm an EVP too. Gallows was up on the top rope, but he got down and Kenny's like, wait, we're not stopping this. I insist on murdering him. And he gets back up on the, this was all great. And I actually really liked the tension leaning into like, like, what is, what is this between us? Like the bucks, 
not really knowing what side they're on. They're just on the side of not committing murder on national TV. This was a lot of fun. Omega still has his problems with Kingston and Moxley. I like that they just didn't drop that. It was good to see. uh, Gotta love the Pillmanizer angle one day after 316 day. Eddie Kingston gets hurt. Moxley gets saved by the Young Bucks. Uh, Omega is incensed that he they just won't too sweet. He's like, no, you got to do the thing. I am telling you to do the thing. And they didn't want to do it. I do think we get a swerve and that they're one big happy family. But for right now, John Moxley's neck is saved for another week. Yeah, uh, I truly hope that the end of this is them not having this big clash and they're one big happy family. That way it leads to more dominance in the Omega reign. That way it is, as I pointed out, Hangman Page, lovable losers, dark order that have to overcome this, this super team that has gotten only bigger as, as years went by. Evan Wright says, I'll never forget Gallows bumping for Phoenix. Oh, <laughs> it was it was magical. Nerd Guru says, why didn't Swan show up here and make the save? Uh, because he is in Nashville doing tapings for <laughs> Impact right now. They, yeah. they are taping this week. Um, Brian Moore says, haven't seen the show yet. But love that smaller people get such a highlight between Layla, Silver, Darby, etc. They did. They really did. Uh, Christian, he showed up. Uh, he did. I, I'm glad that he said, oh, you know what? I need to earn my way into a title shot because that's the spot I want. But I'm here to outwork everyone. Okay. This is all right. I'm glad that he said, I need to prove myself. Because otherwise... That ain't a babyface thing, and that ain't outworking anybody. He said, I'm not coming for your spot. Talking to the younger wrestlers on the roster, he said, I just want the top spot, and that's Kenny Omega, and I will work my way there. This was good. Would have been better if he hadn't done several interviews and podcasts, basically saying the same thing out of character all week long. Yep. There's really not a lot more to say about this. Uh, speaking of not a lot to say, Sting came out, or Sting, there was the big interview. <laughs> I, I got to stop doing this shit. So, stop. I'm done. I'm done with the Tony Schiavone Sting interview. So I asked when they tweeted this out yesterday, I said, on behalf of Wrestling Science Everywhere, can we just write in Sting is interviewed by Tony Schiavone every week as a default? Because, uh, go ahead. I, I think they should just have a podcast. They should just have a podcast every week on Wednesday. They drop it at the same time in the middle of Dynamite. It'll be called Stinger Speaks, and in parentheses, or does he? (laughs) Uh, uh, By the way, as Nikolai says, love that Darby pointed out the importance of defending the TNT Championship, and Rob Reed said, laughed at negative one, trying to accept the challenge. Mm. That was really good. Ryan B. Jam says he's really looking forward to having Silver and Darby, but was hoping the Dark Order as a group would have voted for Hangman to take it in Brody's honor. Well, I mean, John Silver is. So, I mean, that's... Yeah. I mean, they he doesn't want to be in their group. So, yeah. But this, this quote-unquote interview, Lance Archer says he's tired of Darby Allen. Uh, I think Jake called him a weenie boy. <laughs> he said, you're getting... It's- Getting cold for you out here. You need to go back in your bun. You know what I'm saying? Your hot dog bun. Because you're a weenie. Like, 
Okay, Jake. So you, stupid. You can do better. I mean, that's a Gary Cassidy Twitter joke is what that is. Go on YouTube, type in uh, Jake Snake WrestleMania 6. He can do a lot better, and he <laughs> has, but uh, it's, this wasn't great. And then he tries to speak again after getting interrupted by Darby, and then Lance and Jake, he gets interrupted by Team Taz, who... Suddenly, Brian Cage is just like, no, and you're not speaking for me, and I've got something to say. I respect you, Sting, and you are an icon. It just, this all felt out of nowhere, and if the only purpose of putting Cage with Taz was to have him job to a bunch of different guys all year, I I think this is too quick to split them. I really do. I think Cage and Starks and Hobbs, they're good together, and... I'm not really feeling Cage as a babyface. Me either. Uh, not easy to relate to 300-pound muscle guy who dresses up as Wolverine with yeah. his facial hair. No, when he uh, first showed up in, in Lucha Underground, his whole thing was, I'm I'm a machine. And like, okay, let's see how you work, big man. He's doing like moonsaults off the yeah. top rope in his first match. We're like, oh, okay, so this guy's an actual cyborg. Would love to see him in WWE where they'd be like, and gee, gosh, golly, I know I'm the underdog here, but superheroes do exist. And I, uh, heck. Oh, right gee. Says, oh, gee willikers. Gee willikers. Give Hook the FTW title, cowards. Uh, he can't even get mentioned in an article uh, on Fightful. <laughs> Volob says he's walking his own path of cage. Evan Wright says, really like cage showing respect and defeat. I do too. I like that it's not predictable. There, there needs to be a little bit of uh, a little bit of an adjustment there between each wrestler. Like, they, I don't want them all to be the same. I, 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 I subscri- like subscribe to a, to a rule now that I think like seventy percent of wrestlers should be tweeners, and then you have like true blue baby faces who you root for, and the heels, the dastardly heels, and then a. Most wrestlers should be somewhere in the middle where they can go back and forth depending on who they're fighting. And most of their matches just become matches for either a title or because they don't like one particular other guy or girl. It's a lot easier to do stuff that way. And AEW is pretty good at that. They're able to shift in and out like the Bucks and Cody, especially. They're very good at being able to do that for uh, with Omega for a while. They were like that as well. Uh, Jack says, listening all the way from Scotland, awesome show. Thank you so much. I'm glad glad that you're here. I mean, especially at that hour. My God. Josh Cardenas says, surprised to see Cage turning face. If yes. he does, then yes, I would be very surprised. And by the way, I think the Sting thing has to end with him kidnapping Shivani and taking him to that abandoned uh, warehouse where they held that street fight and just doing the interview there because nobody can interrupt him from there. Guys, remember, get your super chats in. I adored this Miro Kip Sabian promo backstage. Miro, everybody's been asking for the serious side of him, and he showed a little bit of both. He's not like full-on Rusev crush, but Kip Sabian, as he should goes up to Miro and he's like, listen, man, we're friends, but that's my wife. And I care about her above anything. And she's hurt. And Miro says, let me tell you from experience, the worst possible thing you can do is have your wife at ringside. I, I love that. That, that wasn't a shot. That was a reference to his history mm-hmm. and an explanation of in story, 
hey, what this guy that got jobbed the fuck out the last time we saw him in WWE, why'd that happen? Well, he just told you why. Mm-hmm. He's a little too distracted. Rob Reed says the only murdering is going to be Miro turning on Kip. I love the foreshadowing. And I like Miro being like, hey, I'm putting my foot down, but we're still buddies. It's okay. We can have disagreements. Yep. Yeah. This yeah, is good. Uh, step in the right direction for Miro. I still want more of the murdering side, but I'm hoping we'll get there within a month or so. I want a, a more dynamic finisher for him. Accolade. Come on, man. I, I want to see something else. I want him to separate from what we saw as Rusev. And I never liked the camel clutch as a finish anyway. But uh, Josh says, finally, the Bulgarian brute is coming. I hope so. And Volob says, can we talk about how Mira says, don't bring your wife to the ring and then see the man of NXT. <laughs> you know, he, he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong there. Yeah. On this Wednesday night, he scored a point in that regard. Uh, Ray Phoenix defeated Angelico. Um, I, I was a little bit torn on the necessity of this match. I don't know why it couldn't have been him pot him and pack against th2 but also i'm sitting there thinking um well they've got a title shot what do they need to why would they they risk losing a match so yeah ray phoenix is really really great yeah and he's getting a spotlight because he is so good i do think there should have been a tag match just to establish hey look at these tag team moves look at what the young bucks have to expect whenever we get in the ring but this was fun not anything groundbreaking, but Phoenix is always good to watch. He is always good to watch. We had a super chat from Rob Wilkins. He said, Lambert's going to be really mad when I show up on the distraction live from Holbert's place in the UK. Love negative one wanting to challenge Darby. Negative one, like even within the context of just regular old wrestling. Completely serviceable as a personality. <laughs> yeah. Like this, I watch it and... This ain't a charity case here. I mean, it, they're they're doing a great thing for the kid, but I'm entertained when he's on the screen. Like, I'm like, that was funny. Yeah, he's fantastic, and I would be very surprised to see if he was to switch uh, career paths or desires because he's he's got it. He's a natural. Also, uh, Evan Wright says they did Phoenix versus Angelico for Alex and Alex only. <laughs> Well, well that, like, listen, that that rolling the thing into a cutter that that he hit Angelico with, my God, Phoenix is so great. But like, I will I will never not pop for Angelico whenever he's on my TV screen because I remember, I remember the drop kick off the roof. Like, I want to, Tony Khan should build an office, like a freestanding office right next to the ring, so guys can do crazy stunts off of it. Come on, if we've learned nothing from Dario Cueto, you got to put an office right next to the ring so guys can do stunts off of it. Well, then we got the main event. Oh, my God. Boris says, in the words of the five-time Quizlemania champ, that AEW main event humped. Thunder Rosa defeated Dr. Britt Baker DMD, which I did not expect, in the main event, the Lights Out match. I thought, hey, Thunder Rosa's probably going to head off, do some NWA for a while. She told me she's going to have a fight before September. Hikaru Shida, in her white suit, mind you, watching this match. And what a match this was, Robert. 
Alex this, didn't get to see. I don't think you've got to see all of it, have you? Oh no, I I watched I watched okay, it all, but I watched it after the whole thing because I Woo. silly me I thought you know I'm covering NXT I should watch the NXT main event live. Yeah, you probably could have done without it. Yeah. Now hopefully AEW's unusual copyright uh, situations on YouTube of late don't hit me, but we're going to show some graphics here. Doctor Britt Baker wearing a crimson mask. Thunder Rosa busted open earlier on. Both of them just looked like stars. Look at her St. Patrick's themed gear. Yep. Incredible. Britt Baker goes into thumbtacks. This is such a badass image. And look at this. Yeah. That is a dope piece of merchandise. Yeah. I I can't even begin to speak about how over the moon I am about this match. Two of the most improved performers in recent memory because Alex, Robert, we watched Cobra Moon and Lucha Underground and she was brand new to wrestling then. Yep. And now she has a promotion and a school where women young in their career go to get noticed. Mission Pro Wrestling. And and you got Maddie Rinkowski and Lacey Ryan and Alex Gracia and Vert Vixen. They, they, they have created an OVW for women right there. You got Britt Baker who doesn't even do this as her full-time job. (laughs) She has another job. And she's really good at it. This was a very important match, and we'll get into the spots. We're going to spend some time on this. Robert, I think this was her Triple H Royal Rumble 2000 moment. I think this is Britt Baker's Backlash 2004 Randy Orton moment. If people weren't taking notice of what a badass she was by now after the broken leg, the broken face, the concussion when she kept wrestling. I think this had to do it. This absolutely had to do it. Perfect analogy with the Triple H Royal Rumble 2000 because at that point, Triple H is a star, but he's still missing an edge. Britt Baker tonight found her edge and I don't think that there's any going back. We're talking about two years ago or two and a half years, she was in all in and it was just, Oh look, it's Britt Baker. She's coming out to Adam Cole's ROH theme song. Everybody kind of knows she's Adam Cole's girlfriend. Even when she got signed, it was, Oh, she's the link to Adam Cole because he's tied up with NXT right now. And he's their friend. Britt Baker is her own person. And it's like not even close anywhere. Britt Baker is the star of this division and she's only going to get better from here. I can't believe we saw blood and thumbtacks and ladders on just free TV. This was free TV. And this was one of the best matches I've seen since this Wednesday night war got started. Rob Reed says a year ago, people were claiming Britt was only on TV. She was Adam Cole's girlfriend. She had to get used to working TV. She didn't have the performance center. She worked some TV spots here and there. Brian Moore says, do you think Britt fixed Oscar's teeth? Uh, Chris Rain says, had to buy that shirt because it was so awesome. That is a really, really great piece of merch. Yeah. Sam says, great main event. Britt and Thunder killed it. Can't wait for next, or what comes from both and for the women's division in general. And I touch squirrels says there's a better pick of Brit where she's smiling, looking at the camera. Yeah. I think that's a screenshot, uh, but yeah, you uh, know, hopefully, hopefully they got one. And I'll even say when they did, uh, it was it NXT takeover Toronto and Cole took that, or it was war games and Cole took that bump and they showed Britt Baker on camera and it's, 
they got away with it by saying, oh, we're sorry. We didn't really know who she was. You can't say that anymore about Britt Baker because she's a bona fide wrestling superstar. Also, they couldn't say it then because she had worked they their couldn't TV say it then, but still, numerous times. They really can't say it now. But in response to that, I say, <laughs> uh, <laughs> keep those super chats rolling in, guys. Uh, Alucard says that was a landmark match for all of women's wrestling, not just AEW, best North American women's match of the last decade. It's up there. It's one of the best. I mean, the the, the Becky, I think Charlotte, last woman standing was incredible. The WrestleMania triple threat was incredible. Bailey Sasha was incredible. I'm probably putting it top five. I'm, I'm probably putting it right there with those, and we'll see how it goes. Zach Barber says, white suit mob boss Sheeta scouting her competition. Yes, it made it seem even more important, even if it didn't count towards the records. But in the ring, or outside the ring, I guess, <laughs> Britt Baker delivered one of the nastiest curb stomps I've ever seen on the, on the stairs. Then she did one even better in the ring. They did the superplex spot on all the chairs, <sighs> the ladder spots, yeah. the, the thunder driver through the table outside. Reba is so good in her role. Reba is not exactly the most heralded pro wrestler in the world. She's not. But goddamn, if she hasn't become one of the best seconds, one of the best valets in the wrestling world. Thunder Rosa just intermittently beating the living shit out of her got a chortle out of me every single time, whether it be a crutch or whatever. And she took that table spot. I mean, this is just this is a a true example of grabbing the bull by the horns. She was the AEW makeup lady. Now she is an like she is an indisposable act on the AEW roster that has helped them get their top women's act over. Credit to Reba for this and just all the incredible spots that we saw in this match. Her jacket, by the way. Popped my wife, the the rebel not Reba thing. Oh, just just outstanding. Brian F says it's uh, it's now safe to say AEW's women's division is now better than Raw and SmackDown, and competes with the NXT and Impact. It's time to stop the blanket burials. With that match, I would say yes, it does because Raw women's division is booked like dog shit. But. Yeah. No, like as far as talent goes, um, yeah, I, I, Raw and SmackDown certainly have a lot of talent but they're not booked right at all and 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 when you look at AEW and like well that's their AEW's the women haven't been booked well either at least they're having good have don't have big spots like they have we we talk about the, the 930 death slot one women's match a, a a week all this kind of stuff they AEW proved they are willing to put the women in a big time spot and the women they put there tonight delivered over delivered now it's up to AEW to see what has happened and actually do something with these two women tonight. I love Sheeta. I think she's great. These two women tonight are the heart and soul of AEW's women division. I don't even think Sunder Rose is actually technically really in the AEW. She, she's division. not. She's not under she's AEW, not. Or like, AEW like, contract. The first, like Tony Khan better have met her backstage after this thing with sacks of money with dollar signs on it. Like, if like he, I'll say this: if he legally could, he would. <laughs> oh, man. There, there's a reason they are very particular about not doing. Uh, and I get it. Contract well, talks. It was funny. I was actually telling you guys, 
right before this, I went to text Thunder Rosa and say, great match. I accidentally video called her, so I chatted with her a little bit. You could see the pride on this woman's face over that match because she told me in my interview, she was like, yeah, I know I was early on, but there are so many people that early on you can see the it factor, and Mission Pro has proven that because so much of that roster has moved on to AEW and NXT. Both shows tonight had Mission Pro influence because Zoe Stark is from there. But she was like, Krista Joseph is the only person from Lucha Underground that saw the it factor in her. Now a whole lot of people see the it factor in her. This was amazing. We've got a bunch of super chats about this still. Norm Summers says, all y'all got kiss my grits money. Make it rain for the boys. Britton Rosa was a five shamrock match. (laughs) I love that. Yes. Dante says, match of the year candidate now. Absolutely no reason to keep putting off Britt getting the belt. Book it, Tony. Come on. So that's, that's a creative way around this. Normally, I'd say you can't do it coming off a loss. Britt didn't lose, quote unquote. This does not count towards their record. Yeah, That's the way you get around that. Um, I'm not big on the rematch, rematch, rematch thing. But you know what? They built this feud. And they beat the living shit out of each other so much. This felt special. And it, I, I don't know if you guys watched the media call that Tony Khan did. But me and Robert and Jeremy, we love sassy Tony Khan. And he yeah. got sassy on that media call. Because somebody said, hey, when are we going to get an AEW Women's Main Event on Dynamite? And he's like, oh, I wish I could tell you how close we are to doing that. I wish I could tell you. It is worth going back and seeing. It was very funny. Um the question, did he get heat or did he get buzz, Robert? He hey, got buzz. This got buzz. This, this got was buzz. so good. Uh, nice touch. Rebel's jacket was white, and she wiped the blood of Britt Baker on her jacket. It was great. There's thumbtacks, which always make me cringe because, I mean, Foley takes the thumbtacks, but that's because he's got flannel and a shirt, and there's things covering. I actually got swerved. I thought because of that. Rebel would hit the tax because she's got the jacket on. Now, now she takes the table bump and Britt Baker goes into the tax twice mm. and still keeps going. I mean, this was what women's wrestling, what all wrestling, but specifically women's wrestling, because yes, they have main evented Mania. And yes, they will main event Mania again this year, but there's still so many misconceptions there. And this is one of those matches that wipes it clean because this was perfect. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. WWE did, they really did revolutionize the thumbtack spot because 
17 years ago next month, they started doing the, oh, that person's going into the thumbtacks thing? Like, I, I kind of believed that Triple H was going to do it in 2000. I, but when Orton did it, I was like, oh, my God. Orton's doing it? Then Edge did it. I still didn't think Brett was going to do it. I still didn't think that was going to happen. Uh, this this was amazing, and we're going to spend some more time on it. Pablo says, well, walk away impressed with Britt, rightfully so. Will people uh, give Rosa enough credit for being a workhorse for a company she's not signed to long-term? How much will AEW offer her when they can? They better offer her a lot. Mm-hmm. She ain't making a whole lot from NWA right now. That I can tell you. Um, but, uh, like, <laughs> the funny thing was, last week I tweeted something, and I said, when you get dropkicked by Thunder Rosa, you get dropkicked by Thunder Rosa. Oh, we're going to add a ladder in between that too. And it's funny because on the wide shot, you could see Britt going, I'm going to sneak my hand in right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I popped for that so hard. Evan Wright says, WWE wanted Thunder Rosa there as a ref. Could you imagine? I bet oh she'd been God. a great ref. But what a criminal use of her that would have been, Alex. I, I mean,. Uh, <laughs> Are we surprised? Like, like just the idea of like Eddie Kingston. You can get a fine promo. Can you do a forward roll, sir? Ah, well, not as like 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 they sometimes they just miss the ball completely when they're evaluating certain kinds of talent. Uh, we have a we have a super chat from Rob Reed saying crazy to think Rebel is mainly known for a negative star negative five star match. She's good as a manager. What I, was it? A negative five star match, or was it the minus two and a half for the battle royal? It was a negative five with uh, Shelly Martinez. Oh my god, that was such a bad match. Yes, and you know what? I'm glad that somebody who is very clearly a hard worker like Reba is that, that she's doing something like this. Evan says excited for Nyla versus Tay Conti Conti next week too. Yep, me too. But uh, it's going to be hard to follow this one up. That's yeah, for sure. Real quick, take Conti. Probably the most improved since leaving NXT. There was a point where it was like, why do they have her here? She's not really getting it. And then she leaves and it's like, oh, not only does she get it, but she was really being underutilized there. And I'm sure the match next week will be great, but nobody's touching this match in AEW for quite some time. Where would you all rank it in Dynamite main events? We'll say that because... You got to put it up there. I mean, like th- there are some pretty distinct ones. Parking lot brawl. This uh, was it. Pack and Omega. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, just um, incredible. Uh, Moxley Omega two. I'd put up there, but this is easily like number two, number three. This because this had everything going for it, including the story, and maybe yeah. number five. I'd say the Cody Wardlow cage because that was pretty good. Right. Like I there I don't know if you like you want to talk about like you could we can quibble on what's a better match or whatever. Sure. This there's I don't think there's anything that AW that is this important. This didn't feel like like oh look these women are going to wrestle a hardcore match let's see how they do which is usually what it's done with, even in WWE sometimes. Like it was just like these two women hate each other and it could only actually it could only logically lead to this conclusion, to this kind of a match in the lights out match. And they, they did it in a way that like had everybody's eyes on it. It was such a huge, important match for AEW in particular, but also for women's wrestling as a whole. Like, I don't know where we go from here. It's so wide open that we can take this as a leaping off point for all women's wrestling. It's great. 
Nerd Guru says this moment for both with the blood and what it meant uh, to getting women's wrestling one uh, over more reminds me of when Becky had her face broken and stood tall. It, it's it's those moments, and Becky was a little bit different because it wasn't supposed to be like that. But she was smart enough in the moment to say, "This is going to make a good shot," and she did it. Um, you got two women that are smart. I mean, Thunder Rosa will tell you till the cows come home. I'm a bad bitch. I'm the real deal. She exudes that confidence, and she she deserves to. Resdog92 says, can't wait for Britt's next promo. It's going to be epic. Yeah. I, I, want, I, I want to see a different kind of promo out of her. I want to see something change in her. But it wouldn't shock me if maybe we didn't even see her on next week's show. Uh, sell sell the injury. like. I ahead, do Robert. think you've got to sell – like. You've bled now. You've seen your own blood. It changes you. You've done a lot of things that, honestly, even a lot of the men haven't done in this promotion. So they're on a different level now. And this was the first dynamite moment that felt like a moment that felt real. It didn't feel like, well, here's these guys that you know. This felt like, here's these new stars, and here's why we are the new league. We are a new promotion. And this is right at a time where, a lot of people want to crap on this company because they have Christian, they have Big Show, they have Sting, but they're still providing a different stage for these performers who need it. And I really think this is going to be the iconic Dynamite match for quite some time. Shout out to our friend Wrestling Rambles in the chat. Please go subscribe to her channel. She does a lot of great watch-alongs. Uh, BFG301 says Impact and AEW. My current favorite one-two punch in wrestling TV right now. Great shows both nights. Impact has had some really, really good stuff. Eloquent says Mox and Lance versus Kenta and Kenny was top five, too. That was really, really great. Really good. It, was, it was great, yeah. Chris Murray says, I see the three pillars of AEW Women's Division. Sheeta, Rosa, and Britt fighting for the titles for the next few years. You best believe they're, they're going to... They're probably going to land some people, too. You got... You got uh, Jordan Grace approaching free mm-hmm. agency soon. Like, why would you not try to get her? Uh, if you're AEW, I'd be saying, hey, that Deanna Perrazzo girl over mm-hmm. there, how about you you return the favor mm-hmm. and let us borrow her while we're letting you borrow Kenny Omega? I think that would be great. Plus, um, if for no other reason than I can get Britt Baker under a mask as La Dentista, while Deanna Perrazzo is La Luchadora, because WWE does not own that trademark. I want to see that tag team really, really bad. <laughs> I so badly want to see that. Oh, gosh, we still got more Super Chats from this match. People are loving it. I've never seen anything like this on something positive. There's yeah. a reason that one show is rumored to move to Tuesday nights, and it's not this one. Yep. Evan Wright says, Omega and Pac Iron Man, best friends, street fight. Britt and Rosa lights out, best TV main events I've seen in two years. Ryan B. Jam says, lights out matches in my ter- personal top five. Probably the best women's match AEW has ever done. Probably best 10 uh, Dynamite matches. I think it's I think it's top three Dynamite matches in my opinion. So uh, I- I'm loving this praise. Ricardo Holt says, Britt was not completely over with me, but after this main event, different story Kudos to her and Rosa. And and that's what they're there for, Robert. They're mm-hmm. there to to do stuff like that. And so people will go, oh, okay, that's really good. And that's the sign of 
proper booking and proper storytelling. Because amid all the crap for months with the women's division, this feud has stayed important. It has stayed growing, and it's felt like a big deal. They got the first women's match that was major, not in the death slot. It was building to this, and it really... I just can't say enough good things about this match. It just really paid off so well. Res Dog says, I wonder what Candice LeRae is thinking seeing that main event giving her given her past history with these types of matches. I imagine she's happy. She's working with Johnny. You know, they they have a lot of fun. But when you look at that, that's they're doing some really fun stuff over there. Um Evan Wright says, think Kylie Ray gives AEW another shot. Uh whenever her impact deal is up, I'm sure she's still got an, a, an impact contract. And she was announced for Warrior Wrestling, but um, let me let me tell you, there were some confused people in Impact uh, upon upon that news when I heard Daniel R says, "Why can't WWE evaluate talent? They can. They can do it very well too. They can't utilize talent very well, or I, I should say this: they don't utilize talent very well." Orlando says, "I truly thought Britt was taken out a bag of teeth. That would have been great. Oh my god! Oh, that would have been so cool." <laughs> Oh, that would have been really, really great. I love that <laughs> idea. A thumbtack spot into a into a, into a pile of human teeth would have been really, really, really horrible and cool at the same time. I think that oh, might have turned Dan Housen on too. Over <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna film content with him Sunday. Uh, he's he's gonna be at Toy Vomit. So, guys, uh, if you're in the Lexington area, he's doing a meet and greet. Check it out. He sent me a message, uh, apparently related to that, that said. I'm buying a beekeeper suit. So uh, I hope it's related <laughs> to that. <laughs> it's the most Dan Housen message I've ever gotten in my life. That's for damn sure. Raul Ortega says, Brit and Thunder Rosa are stars. Tony Khan needs that Baker sign like they did with MJF year one. WWE will be dropping off the money truck when she's number one in the world next year. Might be sooner than that. I don't know. I'm going to try to find out for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Back I up mean, the Brink truck, Brink's truck for these two women. Yeah, this they deserve all the praise. They deserve everything they get. A lot of things in wrestling are overhyped. This match is not one of them. Go seek it out. If they're smart, honestly, they let it. Uh, they put it on YouTube in the near future, just so more people can see it because this was that good. Chris Rain says, easily match of the year for me. Exceeded my already high expectations. So much respect to Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. Same here. So much respect to these two women who uh, I've, I've had the good fortune of, of interviewing and talking to in the past. And this was a big night for them personally. It was a big night for women's pro wrestlers professionally. And it was a huge night for AEW. Holy crap. We finally got through the AEW Super Chats, and I get the feeling we're going to have more. Please leave a thumbs up on this, guys. Please leave a thumbs up. I can't tell you how important that is to us finding stuff or people finding us here on, on YouTube. But uh, you know what? Maybe, were you about to say something, Robert? Uh, yeah, people, apparently, according to people in our comments, they're saying the match is already on YouTube. I don't know if that's directly from... Hey. If it is from AEW, they're very smart to do so. Mm. Uh, Ryan B. Jam says, Johnny Ace would look at Britt and Rosa and be like, that's a good match and all, but can you stand ringside and look pretty? Well, they had their chance to sign Britt Baker multiple times. Mm-hmm. They had their chance to sign Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen. 
What, what does that say? What does that say? Well, I tell you what, it, it's, it seems to me as if their they're recruiting methods in that sense were a little underwhelming, guys. Mm. A little flaccid in that mm. regard. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks to me like they could have erected a better division if they would have done their research, hmm. fellas. Probably true. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. And you can erect your penis a lot better. Oh, when you use <laughs> bluechew.com and the code Fightful. This episode sponsored by Blue Chew. Say it with us, Blue Chew. The main event of your bedroom brought to you by bluechew.com code Fightful. Unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form at a fraction of the cost. These tablets help men achieve harder and stronger erections to combat all forms of ED or just that lack of confidence. It is an online service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships straight to your door in a discreet package. But there will be nothing discreet about your package. You'll be slanging that dong like Casey Jones with his hockey stick. <laughs> you got a Casey Jones back there by chance? I, I don't. That son of a I thought I thought I saw one. Don't like swallowing pills. No problem here. It's a chewable. But they got active ingredients that will fit you. And you speak with their online consultation or their, their online medical providers, rather, that find you that right ingredient and strength for your prescription. And there is more than one. So, hey, you know what? They're going to make sure you get the right one. Bluechew.com. Code Fightful. You'll get your first shipment free. First shipment free. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping. Let's be real. We got to pay the mailman. Mailman got to get paid. We're trying to climb our way out of that mess. The, the, the mailman mess. But uh, who knows? Maybe you're going to be making a mess of your mailman if you play your cards right and you use bluechew.com. Lots of cool stuff there. Love those fellas at uh, bluechew. Bluechew.com code Fightful. I mean, guys, I did some pretty fucked up stuff on Quizlemania today. <laughs> I pulled out a dildo on the air. Active. Within like the first minute and a half of the show. So uh, let me tell you, I'm all about this life. Ryan B. Jam says, is Alex the new face of Blue Chew? He's more than that, buddy. He's the dong of Blue Chew as well. <laughs> Boris says, week two of Alex's theater class during the Blue Chew read. Alex, is, Alex has spent much longer than two weeks in theater class. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, that's, that's why it's second nature to him. Second nature. J.J. Lee says, I mean, it's a good thing that people like Baker and Rosa slip through WWE's finger. You guys make it sound so sad. Same with Andrade. That is a, a wild misrepresentation of, of what we were saying there. It was a condemnation of of WWE's abilities to scout talent in that <laughs> regard. Me, I wish a lot more people had slipped through WWE's <laughs> fingers. Oh, there's dozens I could name. Yes. Um, NXT. So NXT happened tonight. <laughs> Uh, you could have missed this show, and if, quite frankly, you saw, like, one moment, you'd be all right. There was some good wrestling on this show, as is tradition. 
But uh, there was also a lot of stuff that you didn't need to see. I didn't need to really see Dexter Loomis and Austin Theory. I know that it advanced their story, but I'm just not interested in that story outside of Andy Hartwell's very funny comments. Yeah, I I don't know where it goes. That's a, that's a lot of problems that I have with with the De- anything Dexter Loomis. It's like I don't know what the end game is for that character. Short of actual serial murder, I don't know where what is where do you go with that besides him just being this creepy i think he's great in the ring i like watching him i like i think he he absolutely plays that character perfectly and then what like there's no there's really nowhere where you can really go with that right now yep i agree and this this nxt show was ravaged i reported earlier this week that uh, another COVID breakout had affected the show. Swerve Scott and Leon Ruff was pulled from the show. Imperium versus Ciampa and uh, and Thatcher was pulled from the show, as we reported on FightfulSelect.com. Please subscribe today. Uh, p- perhaps they should stop screwing around, yes. and their shows could uh, follow the plan a little bit more. Yeah. And Ciampa had to make up that excuse for Timothy Thatcher not being there. But, uh, oh boy, the thing that you could not miss wasn't even the Tommaso Ciampa defeating Marcel Barthel match. He beat him, but Walter showed up, and that is big. That is big. And let me tell you, there's nothing quite like sitting next to somebody while they experience their first Walter chop. (laughs) And my wife had never seen a Walter chop. Or, or more specifically, heard a Walter chop. And she heard it, and we were like, well, we got to rewind that so she could see it. And it was even worse. Like, w- unbelievable. Like, it, it's such a shot in the arm for WWE. Not, not the kind of sh- the shots in the arm they desperately fucking need <laughs> to yeah. keep people from getting COVID. Yeah. But, uh, pardon my language, but Walter being there is big time. He is the the mascot for sirloin beef sons of bitches man he's he's the he's the beefiest sons of bitch like i mean like he's not even the biggest guy but he's like like he's indestructible and, and like i was saying like i wonder if champo will be the first guy smart enough to like wear a hockey jersey for the match and like <laughs> and, and the bret hart like metal plate underneath it when he got speared by goldberg that one time but he just like he used it to like lock the chop. Who am I kidding? Like he'll pull Walter, it up and there will be a hand shaped dent. And <laughs> who am I kidding? Walter will just disintegrate the steel plate. Like like his chops are r- crazy. Um, that, would, that would actually be a really good spot if they did like a pre thing. Like like they they pre indented it and yeah. he raised it up and he was like, "Ow!" <laughs> um, I'm I'm super here for Champa and Walter. Like I think that's such a really cool. Like one of those matches that that you never would have considered as being possible even a few weeks ago. And it's like, well, yeah, sure. Why not? We have these guys under contract. Put them in a ring together. Let's see what happens. This was so cool. I mean, we kind of figured this was coming. Yeah. This is a big addition for NXT TakeOver, especially with you doing yeah. two nights of it. Yeah. Brandon Charles Powell says, Walter and Champa, is this happening? Happening? Two guys smacking each other as hard as they can. That's my type of wrestling. Oh, me too. This was badass stuff. Uh, or it's going to be badass stuff. And, and Walter's debut was badass stuff. Nerd Guru says, the sad thing is that God forbid Walter ever goes to the main roster. He's jobbing out to Braun within a month. Depressing. 
I mean, look, they, they look what they did to him at Survivor Series. Yeah, that was that was bad. Yeah, it was embarrassing. Rafael Garcia says, "Watch out, guys! The let it play out mob is gonna come after you, and <laughs> never fails, buddy." I got the let it play out mob over the Roman Reigns attacker storyline. <laughs> I had someone, and I will never forget this as long as I live, who compared the first few weeks of that to season one of The Sinner. <laughs> the fact that Jessica Biel showed up with those kinds of bangs—it's already better than that storyline. Jessica Biel, pound for pound, top. <laughs> five bangs in the history of hair on that show that season was unbelievable and built up enough goodwill for the next couple seasons to not be so great and you're going to compare that to the roman reigns attacker storyline yeah you better never never in my presence my friends they brought in a guy who looked like old rowan for one show and then never followed up on it at all it's the most ridiculous thing they've ever done oh man Oh, man. Memory, geez. So let's talk about some more good stuff. Zoe Stark and Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai wins. This is Zoe Stark, a fresh talent against Dakota Kai, a talent who we have not seen a lot of single stuff of. And, oh, yeah, Dakota Kai's real good. She's incredible. Just just such a high level of work. And in there with a lesser experienced wrestler like Lacey, Lacey Ryan, Zoe Stark. I'm still getting used to calling her that. They... They went at an incredible pace. They worked it. It was great. And let me just chef's kiss the decision. I don't know if it was a Raquel call or if somebody in WWE rang her and said, wear your heels tonight. Wear really big shoes tonight because we want you to look a foot taller than Io Shirai. That was a brilliant, brilliant move and will be a great visual for their takeover match. I loved every single little thing about this match and the aftermath. The thing that I loved the most about it was Dakota Kai as the heel getting a clean victory. That never happens. Yes. They'd always have Raquel inter- get inter- interfere or cause a distraction or something. Like, no, she, she won because she was the better wrestler on this night. Zoe Stark's great. I can't wait to see where she goes from here. She's not as good as Dakota Kai in canon in WWE yet. So... This is a lot of this is this is a perfect uh, uh, match to storytelling within the ring and Dakota Kai winning. I also love Io Shirai coming out and Dakota Kai's say like standing there like what what do you want like and Io doesn't say a word just sidesteps her goes around and hand delivers a half signed contract to to, to to Raquel. I thought that was a really cool move. Um, I I hope I, I love to- the champion begging to yeah. face the top dog. I love it. I love it too. I hope. I hope the the story is that Io Shirai bites off more than she can she can chew in this particular moment, and not like she does all that and still beats Raquel anyway, because then it's kind of like a a, a weird a weird storytelling thing to me. But I'm 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 in on the match. The match is going to be great. Devin says, "Just want to say your guys are the best podcast out. Alex and Sean, you're the best duo on YouTube. Robert, your personality has grown so much since this show started." And you're great, man. Baker versus Rosa ruled. Robert is awesome. He's incredible oh, on the you. screen. He's a great writer. He's a good fellow. We're lucky to have you. Uh, also, Alex uh, effectively confirmed us, to us that he'll be on the WrestleMania shows. Yes. So uh, we're putting together some panels for that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, might have an extended panel because you don't talk about a lot of angles on that show. So <laughs> no. So we might see who all we can get on there. Um, 
But that's going to be a week. (laughs) (laughs) I got to laugh. Otherwise, I'd cry. (laughs) That's a good thing that there's only WrestleMania that weekend now. Yeah, just just only WrestleMania. Just only WrestleMania. Yeah. Oh, man. And let me tell you, I'd, I'd rather be doing nothing else than talking about wrestling. There have been times in my life I'm like, do I want to go work at the Amazon factory or something instead? <laughs> I I get too defensive on Twitter and all that stuff. I only respond negatively to people if somebody's a dick first. I'll never go out of my way to do it. But then I'm like, you know what? Even if I did work at an Amazon factory, I would come home and I would review a show, whether it was shitty or good. So I'm going to keep doing this anyway because I love it. This business, as Jeremy says. Oh, boy. Uh, we We have Daniel R saying, should WWE be shut down if more breakouts happen? If they didn't get shut down last year, they ain't getting yeah. shut down now. Not but, after that but, but WrestleMania donation. is back in business. Not that they yes. ever left business, but they are back in business. I want you to know back that. Back in business, were- baby. Nerd Guru says, hey, Sean, loved both shows tonight. AW main event killed. And of course, Walter, good luck with the LASIK this week. Fightful for life. I'm getting more nervous about LASIK by the day. But uh, you know what? Uh, Jeremy and Jeff Hawkins will be here on Friday. And you know what? In my, I'm going to drop a scoop literally maybe 10 minutes before I get laser eye surgery. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> FightfulSelect.com. I'm going to drop a scoop on there on Friday right before. Uh, Josh Cardenas says the Dakota Raquel breakup is coming. I hope not. I like them together. They're a really good act. Like the thing is, like, and the thing is that they you can say that Dakota and Raquel breakup is coming because we know it is because nobody's allowed to be a tag team for more than six minutes. It's, yes, it, it's ridiculous. I, I mean, I I want to see them continue this. Yeah, Raquel so good together. And if if Raquel wants to give her a title shot, like, you know what? Have at it. <laughs> Go for it, guys. Get in your super chats. We are already. Heading down the home stretch of our show. I mean, we're, we're an hour six in, but you know, yeah, uh, lots of backstage stuff. <laughs> Adam Cole is after Kyle O'Reilly, and Kyle O'Reilly is on the screen. He's like, Ah, you're gonna have to come get me, nanny, nanny, boo boo, stick your head and doo doo. And apparently, he does. And Kyle O'Reilly tries to run him off the road or something. I did not get to see all of this, Alex. But they went to jail? What? Yeah, well, well, William Regal says, hopefully the, the police drop their charges, which I guess is just a thing that happens because didn't Seamus like, frame a guy for vehicular manslaughter and then get away with that scot-free? Scot um, and, and then Elias still blamed the guy. Yeah, Elias, that's what happened. Blame is. the other guy. No, like, seriously, who knows? Uh, the police are very le- lenient around Winter River. Um, but this... <laughs> This was was all very interesting to me. I thought it was all a very cute way of keeping Kyle separated from Adam. Um, but mostly, I just love William Regal coming out like, Adam Cole, you know very well that Kyle O'Reilly is not cleared. He was not cleared last week when you did what you did. And now he's going to be out for even longer. Like, all of my uh, guy comes out of retirement and have one last dream match matches all involve William Regal. Like, he's had <laughs> such great, like, Man, I, if only I could see him wrestle Adam Cole or him and Pete Dunne or going all the way back to Samoa Joe. Like, he's so great at stirring up shit with all of his subordinates. And you know they can never actually have the match to, like, play it off. But I thought this angle was actually pretty good considering yeah. their limitations leading into the uh, the takeover. 
Yeah, that's that's going to be another great match added to TakeOver. Shotzi and Ember are interviewed backstage. I, do, I don't like Shotzi's interview style. No. I, I can only listen no. to the house so many times. I thought Jesse Kamea did very good she in her been, interview yeah. spot. Can't say I'm exactly stoked to see this tag team title match. Yeah. Uh, this this is why you wanted the the women's tag titles on NXT, not just the NXT women's tag titles, because Aliyah's been there a long time and she's still very green. Yeah. Uh, but I thought the promo work was good. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I agree with you. Like they don't have enough um tag teams right now in NXT, women's tag teams that are not currently doing something else or I guess sidelined with quarantine possibilities or whatever that they can just say, okay, I guess the fourth best tag team we have is Jessica Maya and Aaliyah. And that's a, that's an indictment of your women's tag division. If that's true. Tay Boogie says, I loved how Dakota said she needs a tag match against Zoe and EO. And we lost two straight tag matches. We got to show, show uh, them. uh, I can't really decipher that, but yes, I like that. She cares about winning matches. Yes. That is important to me because she said it was important to her. And that goes a long way. If you're not fighting for anything, tell me what you're fighting for. Tell me what the old adage, what's their motivation? What's my motivation? Why should they give a shit? She wants to win matches. She wants to be the best and she wants to make more money. Now, do you think they can uh, pull in the C-Stars for one night? Just a takeover, just so that we can get a tag team title match that's worth a damn. I wish they would. I wish they would. Uh, check out my interview with Ashley Vox on Fightful. Ryan B. Jam says, I like the NXT main event match, but I knew I'd hate the finish. Nothing like pinning your champ and giving his undefeated challenger his first loss. I should not have read this so early, um, but... We'll get through it. Yeah, We're going to get to it. Um, not trying to dismiss your super chat, but yes, we will get to it. Oh, boy. Rob Reed says, WWE can't even keep things safe with a handful of fans at the CWC if they want 45000 per mm-hmm. night at WrestleMania. Well, it's not the fans at CWC. No. Yeah. It's them running their PC five days a week and having people there not enforcing mask mandates, only doing testing periodically, whether it be one, two, three times a week. doesn't matter. You're there five days. There's an incubation period. These people are going home. If they ain't wearing masks at work, they sure as shit ain't wearing masks anywhere else. Yeah. So um, that's the issue there. And let me just speak to that. Uh, Florida ain't helping there. Like, it just isn't. Florida's been done with this thing since May of last year. Like, it's not It's not good. Yes. Uh, Legato Del Fantasma. You know, this is just another one of those matches. I'm like, okay, I saw the thing last week. I can't care about Brizongo right now. Right. Like, I just... They're, they're all the goodwill they built up by being champions. It's like, ah, well, they, they probably are never going to be again. But then afterwards, Santos Escobar goes to grab the mic and he's here. He's here. <laughs> he's here. Jordan Devlin is back. Jordan Devlin back in action. And he is going to face Santos Escobar at takeover. Match is going to be great, Alex. Yeah, that's going to be a really good match. Um, I mean, a, a, a unification, I suppose, of the of the cruiserweight uh, championship. Um, I, I mean, I, maybe not. I don't know if they've actually announced that, but I'm assuming that one champion comes out of this match 
and is champion for both versions of NXT, but maybe not. Have I missed that? Um, but that, that's what I was assuming is coming out of this, which is always a, a, the ultimate uh, type of uh, stakes, which stakes are always good. Yes, so. I had a great one today for lunch. Photo credit to our friend Seahawk. Love that guy. Um, I don't even know. Oh, so they had a promo, and I, I love Escobar being like, man, I'm the only people, the only reason people remember that you were a champion. <laughs> and it's true. Yeah. It's so very true. It's it's a weird looking at the lineage of of that particular title, the Jordan Devlin title that he won beating Angel Garza, who won it by being Leo Rush, who won it by beating Drew Gulak. And you look at where yeah. all those guys are now. It's kind of crazy. Video packages for TN Shaw, video packages for MSK. You know the drill. These are good things that WWE does they to get people on TV without putting them on TV. Right. Uh, LA Knight was on TV. He cut a promo backstage when he randomly throws in. Yeah, I pop every single time. <laughs> it is just what what it's an intentional spasm that just gets me. And when he went to Mexico and impact and he would say, Tonto, see, <laughs> fucking kill me every time. This guy is such a good talker. Yeah. Pretty solid worker, too. He's in there with August Gray, who's a very, very, very good worker. Mm hmm. Got no problems with uh, with with this at all. He beats August Gravy at pinfall. You got Bronson Reed coming out. Sure, Bronson Reed comes out with uh, with what is apparently a uh, custom Gucci blue leather jacket and does the fat Hell guy in a little blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fat guy in a little blue. Yeah, fat guy in a little coat. Um, right. Or as he called it on Twitter, thick boy in a little coat. Um, which is like okay, I guess that's and and <laughs> L.A. Knight reacting as though it was his own firstborn child that was being murdered in front of him was kind of funny. You know what we we saw PCO and Bret Hart feud over a jacket once upon a time. Yep. So uh, you know what, what works works. <laughs> uh, the I, I believe that we got all the other segments. I don't think I'm missing anything. I'm just scrolling through to to kind of check on everything. Let me know if I did guys, but the main event happens and it happens because of this opening segment with Balor and cross, you know, you know, the Balor promo, the one where he turns the microphone sideways and he gets into the camera and he says short sentences. Yeah. Well, it's a great promo. Alex, this led to a tag team title match. A can they coexist match? But, 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 but how did it? Uh, uh, it how did it? Uh, how did it lead there, Sean? Cross and Scarlet comes out, and Scarlet starts seeing the future, and uh, she can see the read the future now. She said she saw it in the cards, and then uh, the, he sees the two men draped in gold at, at the takeover. And then out come Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan as if she summoned them with her mind. And then she seduces them, I think, with a Jedi mind trick. I hate while, this comic book bullshit. Well, Oni Lorcan looks at her boobs like they totally... <laughs> And because he totally totally stole a look, I saw a screenshot. Um, and and she like convinces them to lay their championships on the line versus Finn and and Killer Cross. 
And I was at this point, I was convinced they were going to do the damn thing and have Finn and Cross be tag team champs after one match together, and then have a have a match against each other because they have no tag teams. Not really, because they haven't booked that division very well recently. Thank God that didn't happen. But geez, how'd you feel about the way that this one ended up? Uh bad. I mean, hey, let's let's say this. I don't know what happened to Danny Birch. I hope he's okay. Yes. But he was obviously like legit injured. He went out before the commercial break. Um, he was wrestling cross. He hurt his shoulder. They came back from commercial break, and it was only Lorcan the entire way for the rest of the way. So Birch could not continue. So I don't know what changed about the way they actually called the match. I don't know what was the original finish. Maybe it was the same thing, but the finish of like Balor shotgun drop kicking Oni Lorcan on the outside directly into Scarlet, like Scarlet, get out of the way, hun. Um, and then Cross seeing that and murdering Balor for it, leading to Balor taking a, a pinfall clean, clean loss to Oni Lorcan. One guy, the I, he wasn't a tag team loss because Oni Lorcan wrestled the last eight minutes of the match by himself. Oni Lorcan pinned Finn Balor un, completely unnecessarily. I don't even know what the hell this booking was. Nerguri says, how's it possible they're doing tag titles in a singles feud in all three brands? How? How indeed. I How don't like indeed. it. I hate distractions stuff too, but I don't like this at all. It is becoming Raw-esque. Evan Wright says, Bronson Reed shoulder lizard watch. <laughs> Evan Wright says, WWE loves pinning champions. Great company. I... I, I hate it, man. <laughs> Evan Wright says they pin <laughs> Balor on St. Patrick's Day. The unmitigated goal. <sighs> oh, that was the best comment of the night. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. And as people brought uh, brought up Saray. Uh, yes. How's it pronounced now? Saray? Saray? It's a hell of an addition to their women's division. Sure Dakota is. Kai posted about it. She's over the moon to see yeah, her Rhea, there. Rhea Ripley's really, really excited about it, too. Although she's yes. not there anymore, but like she's excited that she's coming to the States. Yes. Uh, very excited to see that. There's a bunch of talent that's coming over that um, that was signed like a year ago and just is now finally getting to come over. Mm-hmm. Res Dog says they can't really help themselves, can they? It's like a sickness at this point, booking their champ into a tag team with their future opponent. Yeah. We'll see it again on Sunday. It, it just makes me be like, all right, well, within storyline, the people running the show are inept. Yes. They're, that's it. And Ryan B. Jam wraps us up by saying Britt was bleeding tonight like her last name was Rhodes. What an Beautiful. appropriate chat to end this. That was a historic match and a great time. Alex, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me uh, on the Twitter at Alex Sour Graps. I uh, lose my mind for about an hour and 20 minutes, maybe an hour and 50 minutes, depending on what's going on twice a week on Tuesdays. I talk about raw and on, uh, on Saturdays, I talk about SmackDown SmackDown is almost as bad as raw now. So that's a lot of fun for me to get to, I get, I get to yell about Reginald twice a week. So that's good. Robert, where can they find you? You can find me losing my mind 24-7 over <laughs> professional wrestling over at Fightful.com. You want to follow me on Twitter? It's right up there. Follow me at Dude Felice. Check out everything I've got going on, and I thank you for all the continued support. Guys, I will have a live Q&A on Fightful Select noon Eastern Thursday. 
After that, 1 p.m. Eastern, I'll be live here on YouTube.com slash Fightful with Louis Dangor. Uh, we're talking uh, WWE Fastlane. Check out twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. If you subscribe to Fightful Select, there's still time to get in your questions for Jimmy Vance Q&A. The drop's next week, but we'll be filming that tomorrow. Josh asks, question for Alex, PJ Tucker to Bucks. Thoughts? Um, it's it's really huge uh, for the Bucks. Not only because he's a 3 and D guy that we desperately need, um, but we keep him away from the Sixers and the Nets who also both wanted him, but we gave up basically nothing. Like DJ Algasin has been terrible for us all year. DJ Wilson, who I really like is, as a, as a backup four, never gets played. So fine, great. We did. We gave up nothing to get a guy we're going to use in the rotation in the playoffs. It's good. Guys, thank you all so much. Today was one of our most successful Super Chat days ever. I cannot tell you how important that support is. We are a website that effectively runs at cost if we're lucky. So uh, you guys supporting this and what we do means the world. Thank you all so much. We're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.